Last time on Dice Funk. So you're telling me they got like turned into all the parts that make up a body? Uh, with Detect Magic, you don't notice any significant magic in here. Oh, their planet's gone? They blew up their own planet, yes. Oh, well, I guess we'll have to hang out more so you, you can gain my trust. We should probably try to figure out who hired him. Anthony Caravella Jr. I uh, don't necessarily want to go sniffing around the uh, that particular uh, family until I have to. <laughs> uh, approaching this octagon is Irene. Uh, it's a Vidalcan? It sure is a Vidalcan. She she better win, because I want that face to still be smoochable after this. Uh, I'm going to expend two spell slots so that each of those attacks gets an additional 2d8 radiant damage. How you doing, Smoochapotamus? <laughs> Collecting my winnings, I'm presuming there's winnings involved. Yeah, probably. You get, yeah. You get, you get, a, you get a percent. It's, no, well, it's a little more subtle. I'm looking for a Rygar. You find someone who works at the uh, Maxwell Power Station. They saw they, they saw a Rygar who had been here also there. Uh, is an artist that did something to do with uh, light, light sculptures, things that got very abstract, and they needed a pilot to work on something. There'd be some schmuck like uh, us. Well, the last person to see Noble alive was a pilot with the Adventurers Guild. algorithm has learned to predict when you're going to start this episode and it's usually about eight minutes after we're supposed to start this episode i mean a it really is and b i'm pretty sure that was the plot of season four (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we have a lot of ground to cover last week was a bit of a strange episode uh so we should probably start unless anybody has anything before that well with a recap of the investigation so far that seems useful yeah, I'm going to spend a couple hours editing the last time on thing, which is going to make this totally totally redundant, but the players need to hear it. So here we go. Um, on the moon, Pell 3, uh, there was a Rygar named Noble. He was a sculptor. And then suddenly he was not anymore. He was a pile of his base elements. How did that happen? That's up to you to figure out. What you What you have discovered so far is that he was commissioned by Anthony Caravella Jr. Uh, to create some kind of sculpture that appears to have been called the W7M. That is the code for it, apparently. You don't know what actually it would have been called. Uh, this thing, which you don't know where it is. I think we're aware that there's a relationship to the Maxwells. Yeah, that you found that out at the uh, Fight Club later. So you right. found out you found out about the W7M at the art studio. Then you went to the Fight Club, where you found out that the Rygar hadn't been seen at the Maxwell Power Plant. And you also found that if he hired anyone to take him into space, apparently this was something because there was a lot of failures at the art studio because Captain Melbeck is not re-rolling stuff. So you guys failed a persuasion check, the calm honesty, and then you failed a investigation check to toss the studio for clues. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff still uh, obscured at this moment, but you did find out that 
Noble hired a pilot, and you have reason to believe this pilot is an adventurer in the Adventurer's Guild, just like yourselves. However, this pilot has gone missing. And so that's a lot of details up front, but it's actually a pretty simple uh, point in the investigation. You think the pilot was probably the last person to see Noble alive. If you find the pilot, you'll probably solve the case. Also, this person's missing. It couldn't hurt to find them. Also, there was something to do with Noble and the power company. The power the power place was the thing. Noble was cited at the, the Maxwell. You don't know what that's about. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> We we all we all back as a crew now. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the last episode, uh, you guys figured out that the pilot you're looking for has gone missing, and then you guys probably hooked back up. I don't know where. Does anybody want to like set a scene where you guys uh, meet are meeting? Sensible suggestion, perhaps. Back at the crime scene. Go go back to where it all started. See if anything has shaken loose. Sasha searched pretty well. She uh, f- succeeded on a number of checks here. So I don't know how many new clues there are, but that's a good setting is for the team to meet up outside of Noble's apartment in the kind of slummy district. You know, he didn't really have a traditional job. He was kind of at a hippie art cooperative and he's in a small like one bedroom apartment here. The door was kicked open by uh, Vinny Caravella's bionoids who are kind of the de facto police here. So the door is broken. Uh, Jacqueline's here, Ambassador Jacqueline. She's buff and looks like she's on vacation. And then the rest of the bastards. So just just one like thought first. Um, it's only just clicked in my head that the Caravellas are involved in being the first people on the crime scene and are also potentially connected to the sculpture of the person who died. I just feel like maybe that is that maybe a line of sh- could we maybe assume that something was either added to or removed from the crime scene is a possibility. But it's two separate Caravella brothers, and aren't they kind of all each their own thing? I don't know. I don't know about the Caravellas. <laughs> yeah, allow me to clarify. There are three Caravella brothers in the system. There are, like, Caravellas all over the galaxy. They're a pretty huge family of crime people. Mm. But the ones you have to worry about, there are three Caravellas in Markov. There is Vincent, the one that Captain Melbeck is working for. He's the xenophile. He likes the Zodar and the Bionoids. There is Anthony Jr., who commissioned mm. the sculpture from the from Noble the Rygar. And then there is a mysterious third brother who is the, like the black sheep of the family. He's basically been disowned. They don't like talking about him. You're only, you don't know what, up, what is up with him at this point. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that is probably, it seems pretty important to all of this. We don't have any leads on the pilot. Right now, I feel like if we go after the pilot, we're just going to be searching for a needle in a haystack. And we might be lucky. There's only only a handful of places that have been pointed out to us as places to go. So we could probably find it eventually. But um, I, I feel like the only real lead we have right now that doesn't tip off uh, the caravellas that potentially we're looking at them as a, a place to look is to maybe go and look at the Maxwell and try and find out what Noble's connection there was. I'm down. I would really like to see one of those big slugs up close, honestly. They're big. I love big slugs. And you cannot lie. I cannot lie. Have you tried Have you tried lying about it? Yeah, and I couldn't do it. Right. No oppositions? Off to the backs where we go, I suppose, <laughs> then. I guess it's slug time. <laughs> Alright, I think uh, Drag and Sasha are just kind of keeping to themselves right now. Are you guys dealing with some stuff? No, that's that's that's. I'm just thinking about um, the pilot. Also, we could, we 
now knowing that they're in the Adventurers Guild, we should probably reach out to them for any information that they could provide us on them. Might might lead to something. Might not. But yeah, um, Ambassador Jacqueline is here with you guys right now. Uh, she's on. If you see in the roll twenty, I've just used ah yes Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist, a strong blonde lady. <laughs> um, and if you ask her, she tells you that the other adventurer team who stopped into Markov, um, their pilot went missing. And they did an internal investigation. Uh, they, they obviously interviewed the other people in the adventurer party. Nobody knows where this dude went. And he also has a kind of reputation for being eccentric, like flighty, fa- like flaky. Like, it's not like, oh, this dude was rock solid. We have to find him now. It's like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's honestly not too surprising. And so everyone else in the party was like reassigned and left. Right. Okay. So no- nothing that's going to help us find out where, where this pilot is then. Yeah, nothing you know right now. However, you have uh, every reason to believe finding the pilot will solve the mystery. Yeah. But it's more like another objective in this quest. It's it's a side quest to keep out an eye out for clues on. Yeah. Yeah, Maxwell time, I suppose, then. All right, slug time. Uh, so you guys head out of the kind of slummy part of Drake City. And on the edge, uh, there is this enormous dead petrified slug creature called a maxwell and it is basically the length of the entire city the city is built in its shadow and you know that this this corpse is hooked up to the machines which generate the air envelope that allows drake city to be habitable so all of this has been talked about before but it is important so i'll reiterate so i'm reiterating it now um your your approach is pretty uneventful um there's just some like uh, dirt roads that people take like the space equivalent of golf carts to right like there's not a lot of roads there's no highways on this moon all, all these communities are very insular so you're kind of just walking along this dusty moon road for a while uh, you don't have a car or anything so do you guys uh, talk about anything on the way as th- this thing looms on the horizon uh where captain captain Malbeck would normally be trying to force into party conversation She's very actively not this time. Um, there, there is an active, an active silence, and not like, "Hey, so what's going on?" But it's just not, not, not going on this time. Okay, so Sasha taking note will say, "Uh, so do you guys miss me?" <laughs> <laughs> like the desert missed the rain. Cool, cool, cool. It's certainly, it's certainly good to have you back on the, uh, on the team. It's uh, nice to have a sympathetic face around. You probably would have found clues. <laughs> <laughs> I am great at finding clues. Um, is everything cool? Like y'all seem a little awkward. We haven't found many clues. I think we found some clues. We found out where uh, we found out about the pilot, the Adventurers Guild. We've, we've certainly we've, we've gone down roads. It's not like we've not made progress. I think at this point, Sasha, you notice that there's like a little bit of dried blood on Doctor Adler's like nose area because she was psychically linked to Drag when he was getting rocked in the octagon. Maybe she didn't cl- completely clean it up. Hey, uh, Doctor, what's up with your face? You can't say that. (laughs) What's up with yours? And I'm going to push you off the car. No. No. Nothing. We just had an encounter in the uh, bar and I used some magic to help uh, assist Dreg. Are you okay? 
It, it would take more than a bloody nose to stop me from doing my job. I'm going to use press the digitation to clean up her bloody nose. Aw, nice. She hit hard for a little girl. Same. Not hard enough. Well, I'm sure you guys did great. We are a great team. And I am not the only thing keeping us together right now. That's not pressure. We're all doing great and we're friends, right? Friends is a strong word. Oh my god. Workplace associates. Mm, I'm gonna, like, nod to that. <laughs> Workplace associates is what we're doing. We're doing it very well. And as has been made very clear, we're not doing anything else here. Oh boy, these are some good vibes. Oh, the best vibes. Gotta love these vibes. I'm gonna throw my iPod. <laughs> you guys ever see Bodak 2? Yeah, the Bodakening. No, that's Bodak 6. We just watched that. Oh, wait, which one's 2? <laughs> Bodak is back. Bodak's back. All right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Just a friendly reminder, I love all of you on this show. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So there's some awkward silence after it is made clear that the group is not gelling right now, and you guys arrive at the Maxwell. Dreg's totally fine with this. (laughs) Let's see what the problem is. Oh, no, he's he's fine with it now. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping something happens, because if he's fine with this the whole way through and nothing happens to change that... Uh, um, we'll see. <laughs> you see outside of the body of this petrified giant slug, there is a kind of uh, guard station. It's almost like a building built into the tummy of this thing. It's small, though. This is the entryway people go to uh, like work in this thing because there's a lot of cords hooked up inside that go you know, into the power plant machinery. I won't bore you with all the details. The important thing is that there is like a guard outside uh, in a kind of guard booth. You know, one where there are the, oh God, we talked about this last season. What did we call them? The boom boys? The things that come down and block cars from driving in? The the, the car arm boys. Yeah, big sticks. This is an entire bit from last season. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those kind of guard things. It's almost like a toll booth style thing, but there's an armed guard inside and it is a Umber Hulk. Hmm. Do you guys remember what that is? Oh, yeah, they're the big hmm. bug gorillas. Yes, it's a, they're the, my favorite bi- best boys. Yeah, they're the extremely large gorilla physiqued beetles. Um, you cannot look directly in their eyes, or it scrambles your brain, and you notice this guy is wearing dark sunglasses, ZZ Top style, to avoid that. <laughs> uh, do all of us know this fact? Nice. I, it's up to you how you want to role play this. I definitely know this fact. <laughs> yeah, Drag has first-hand experience with the Umber Hulk. I, I feel like this is one of those situations where like, you're supposed to wear those glasses that the zoo gives you where it looks like you're looking away to one side. What? I have never... <laughs> I'm not aware of this. No, these are a thing in some zoos so that like the, the gorillas don't get like mad when you look them in the eye. Their eyes look like they're looking away. Oh, yeah, so they don't think you're challenging them when you're looking yeah. at them. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, this is that situation. That's that's the vibe I was getting. Okay, so there's a big Umber Hulk guard in this guard booth as you guys approach. What do you do? We're here about someone called Noble. He was seen here. He's gone missing. We're, 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 looking, we're looking to investigate the disappearance of someone. Have you ever seen this guy before? Uh, the Umber Hulk responds to you in a language you, none of you speak. Not helpful. Unless any of you speak Umber Hulk. I'm trying to resist the urge to say we beat him up and or run past him. 
<laughs> no, that's not a good idea. I was thinking about rolling performance to draw a flip book of what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I, sh- knock yourself out. <laughs> how 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 high do you, I don't you have to roll to communicate via flip book. Oh no, I got a 10. All right, t- describe to me what you do. I try to draw a flip book of us investigating a murder and then going inside, uh, but it just looks like... So something simple. Yeah, it looks like, I don't know, a bunch of fat birds or something. It might look like you killed someone and you want to hide the body here. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. That's not good. Uh, With a 10, uh, you make a flip book and all it really gets from that is you going inside. And the Umber Hulk shakes his head and says, Sure. Uh, hmm. Okay, is this say we need Caravella permission to get in, huh? Hey, you've got access to a resource. What what resources would that be? Would that be the the crime person that I'm supposedly working for? Well, it's you know. Yeah, because the problem I have here is at what point do I I bring this up and how do I address this with the team while I'm trying to do this one mission of, hey hey responsible responsible captain, huh? So, funny story. Funny funny story. <laughs> Before we all had that conversation. Also, a good time to remind you, your boss is here, standing next to you. Oh, right. Yeah. So probably not a great time to mention that. Probably not a great time. Well, can we ask Ambassador Jacqueline, does she speak Umber Hulk? Uh, Ambassador Jacqueline laughs and says she does not speak Umber Hulk, but she is... She says, do any of you guys speak any other languages? They probably know more than one. Oh. Uh, I'll try talking in Merfolk. Uh, Aquin, uh, whatever the bird language is, deep speech? and deep speech. Okay, so you guys cycle through some languages. You're like, "Hola, me nombre es Doctor Adler. <laughs> Donde está el baño?" And it just looks, it just looks at you, and then you do that a couple other times, and then you get, yeah, I'm like, "Watashi wa, Olivia des." anglais, s'il vous plaît. And then you get to deep speech, and the Umber Hulk nods and says. Yes, you need permission to enter. Yeah, we're still back to the do I. Mm. <laughs> I here's here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking, and I'm just gonna roll this this idea around. What mm-hmm. if I try and deceive the whole party, and this could we see how this goes? Because I'm not drinking and re-rolling. Uh, to be like, hey, I I know someone who knows someone that might be able to get us permission. I'll go off and deal with that. I mean, you don't have to roll anything for that, but that's super shady. And not have us all be incredibly suspicious. Yeah. Also, (laughs) you just walked like a mile out of town, so then having to walk a mile back. I think maybe you're overthinking it. This is just a guy you have to talk to. Can I, like, can we, like, relay this to Ambassador Jacqueline? Does she not have any power to just be like, uh, we're a galactic entity representing all of Seoul, which I think Umber Hulks are from, so let us through. I, I think I've just realized the not overthink squad answer to this, which is really simple. Deceive the guard. Yeah. Just just lie to the guard and say we have permission. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, roll deception. Uh what is what is my deception? It's I like we've never played D D before. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> uh, let's let's have a look. I have a plus three, so that's like an alright number. You know, I say just before I roll something terrible, probably. Uh, I, I forgot to put the d20 bit in. You I just sure rolled, did. <laughs> I just rolled a plus three, which doesn't do... That's nothing. Sasha got an 18. Mmm, five. Anyone else want to help us deceive? Sasha, do you speak deep speech? 
Uh, I have uh, Oren and Aarakocra. I was just trying to look real menacing. No, you cannot. You cannot help in this deception. You do not speak deep speech, which is the language it knows that you that some of the party knows. Damn. Which means I cannot either. Uh, I guess I'll att- I'll attempt to assist them. Come since on, I do have help! Because the five's not uh, great. I my crit failed. Hmm. Ooh. I'm super glad I convinced you there. Join me. <laughs> so deception is off the table, huh? Now this episode's gonna get spicy. Uh, the Umber Hulk picks up his radio and says something into it in Umber Hulk, and <laughs> says, "One moment." And you know he's calling back up to come kick your ass. Uh, mm. You know, I think I left something back at the bar. I'm gonna go grab it. I think I left my wallet, my space wallet there. So I'm gonna go pick well, it see, up real quick. I I threw out a suggestion. I didn't do it well, but I threw a thing out. So I mean. We, we need some other ideas from the team here. How about running? Running now is a good idea. <laughs> no! Okay, uh, retreat, and then we try and stealth in another way. This is such a classic D&D scenario. Can you bluff past one guard? No, oops, I accidentally started a riot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm suddenly realizing how many of the D&D mainstay staples we never just think to use, like... I want to look for a, uh, a hatch to go through and try and sneak in. Like, never think of that shit. Can I? Can we just ask Ambassador Jacqueline if there's anything she can assist us with in any way, or is she just standing Diplomatic here? Diplomatic community. No, she says I'm an ambassador to the Unified Soul Government. Why are you even here? Is what I'm wondering now. Let's let's retreat to a safe distance and come up with a separate plan. I, she has she has authority on Gloria. This is Pell Three, which is a moon covered in criminals. She's on vacation. She should be on vacation. Okay. Yeah. Um, Captain Melbeck orders everyone to retreat, <laughs> like screaming into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> or are we all just like delicately being like, "Oh, I also we all forgot our wallets back at the bar. We'll be right <laughs> oh, back." Oh, you know what? Gosh darn. <laughs> I better help Grit drink it as well. He always gets lost. Like, oh, Real yeah. embarrassing. All right. So you guys start running away from the Maxwell, foiled by a single guard who's unarmed. <laughs> and uh, chasing after you is uh, several, basically, I said golf carts before, kind of like moon rovers, but uh, sleeker of additional guards from inside the Maxwell who are coming out to apprehend you. Like, I thought they'd just like leave us alone if we weren't trying to enter anymore. Damn. <laughs> Are they all Umber Hulks? That's that's the logic of like if you're in Hitman and you clearly walk into the place the guards are all at and they spot you if you just turn around and walk the other way that they'll just be like, well, that guy's clearly not the Hitman. Video games are like my my career. I I think video game logic, okay? <laughs> yeah, the Caravellas are not video game villains. If you try to lie to get into a place that they have control over, they're gonna want to have a word with you. Uh, so there are three of these kind of sleek uh, personal. Uh, golf cart motorcycle things that come zooming out of the, the Maxwell and they are all uh, being driven by a species of alien called Rastapedes. I have put a picture in the roll 20 if anybody wants to take a shot at describing this to the audience. It, it's, They're bug horses. It's, it's a centipede <laughs> if it was a centaur? Yeah, that's a really good description. You guys nailed it. It is basically a lot of aliens are anthropomorphic because humans relate to humans, but sometimes they are equine. And this is very much like what if a millipede or a centipede was kind of horse shaped. Um, 
they have big pincers. They have uh, their thorax has all these spindly legs on it. Uh, and they seem to be carrying uh, some kind of rifles that they're leveling at you as they yell in rastipede language for you to stop. I don't think we should do what they ask us. That's just that's just me. W- would that be f- fuck you and I won't do what you tell me? <laughs> I was going to roll a uh, cast shatter. I cast rage against the machine. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to cast, Lauren? Shatter. Because they're on <laughs> motorcycles and this has advantage to metal. Ooh. Um, and it's a 10-foot radius, so as many of them within 10 feet. You can do whatever you want. Are you asking questions? What is your question? No, I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm casting shatter on as many of those dudes that are within 10 feet as I can. All right. We in it, lads. Um, Austin. Yeah. In response, I used the conduit of prevention to counterspell. <gasps> Why, bitch? That's spicy. So I'm snapping my fingers and I'm stopping that spell. So Sasha turns around, pulls out her loot, and tries to blow up the three security guards, and uh, Dr. Adler snaps her fingers, and that does not happen, and so they continue to Paul Blart after you. Can, 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 I use, can I use knowledge and proficiency of vehicles to stop these vehicles? I don't know how I would do this. I mean, you could stop their vehicles, they're just gonna shoot you. Well, it'll make it harder for them to chase us, though. They, yeah, they have way more legs. I don't know. You guys can do whatever you want. Oh, that's true. They do have a lot of legs. Damn. They have way more legs than you. <laughs> um, can I offer that we try to talk to them? You can talk to them if you want. You yeah, I, I desperately think we could solve this without having to fight them. Yeah, do do the thing. Yeah. What, what are you going to say? Well, I'm assuming we stop. Like I, 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 we can't do this in like a getaway chase. I think that kind of hurts our <laughs> position. Turn around and like shout something at them as they drive at you. We're just gonna say like, I guess I'll talk in deep speech because I assume that's the most common language they speak, and just say like, well, they might speak something entirely different. What, what could I, what could I roll to know their language? Like, do I mean that's not how language works. Usually, you just what, but but millipedes. Like, do they have? A language that they commonly speak? Yeah, Rastapedes speak Rastapede, but they might speak common or deep speech, which are the two other most popular languages. I'll cycle through all the languages I know saying, wait, there's a misunderstanding. All right. uh, It seems one of them, not all three, but one of them speaks common and says, okay. Oh, good. All right, then. What's all this? (laughs) Oh, sweet. He's he's cockney. Pip pip cheerio. Stop this at once. I'm going to take another role, perhaps, at that... uh... Deception. I'm gonna try a different angle of deception with these, uh, with these ones, and I'm gonna go. Uh... I would, I would just go with the language barrier problem that we had with the other guard. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with. Um, sorry, there's been a bit of a a, a, a misunderstanding. Uh, we we've come to do an inspection. The reason why we've not made ourselves known in advance is well. It's not much of a good inspection if anyone knows it's coming, is it? Uh, we, we, we're supposed to be just doing a, a bit of a tour of the site to make sure everything's up to code. All right, deception. Okay, let's let's roll that plus three because like plus three is a good a good modifier. Like that should be okay. I say. And now that I can participate, I get a twenty-one. Uh, twelve. That's above average. I only rolled a seven. Apparently, Dreg is a very convincing inspector. <laughs> All right, Dr. Adler, it's all you. I'm specifically not taking part in this deception. Uh, well, we're currently, we've currently failed, I'm guessing, the deception, so do you not want to help now? I No, I actively think we shouldn't be trying to deceive them. All right, then the group fails unless Dr. Adler joins in, so... Can I roll 
persuasion then to try to state that the misunderstanding was we're here for an investigation and we didn't realize we need Caravara clearance to start this off. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Adler can totally fucking uh, sandbag their lie if she wants, if that's what she... I, I really think we don't need to lie to them. I don't have a problem sandbagging my own lie with that <laughs> and, make, and participating I roll, in a persuasion I rolled persuasion a 14 check. for persuasion. All right, Drag, give me a persuasion to immediately switch lie or switch to <laughs> the truth. 24. Boom! <laughs> So the Rastapedes surround you on their, their golf carts. They have uh, some kind of rifle out. It's an alien rifle. You don't recognize how lethal it is. They surround you on their thing so you can't run away. The The British-voiced uh, one that speaks common says, All right, what's all this then? And you all start saying, We're inspectors. We're here for an inspection. And then Dr. Adler goes, No, this is an investigation. They're lying. And then Drake says, Absolutely. I lied 100%, but this is real. Is there any detail I'm missing? Well, I was now investigations. The inspections, the wrong word. Investigations, the word we meant to use. Uh Okay. Now we were talking a lot about Inspector Ratchet earlier today. So Inspector is just on the mind, but he's also an investigator, so it made sense. Uh, Do Sasha or uh, Melbeck want to join in with persuasion checks to switch their story? No, 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 no. Um, I I am actively not doing so. <laughs> like Drake's just like behind this like huge hand, like waving underneath his chin. Just... I got a twenty-two. <laughs> All right, now Sasha killed it, twenty-two. So you guys, nice. pull, you pull these irons out of the fire somehow. Uh, the the Rastapete says, "Oh, investigators, not inspectors." All right, we would have had an inspection on the schedule. We know when that's happening. That would have been a bad lie. But investigations, yeah, people get murdered all the time. You got to investigate stuff. We know how it is. Would we be able to investigate the Maxwell then? Yeah, so our our victim was seen here recently, and we wanted to see if we could talk to anybody who might have had contact with them. Well, of course, there's going to be the investigating fee. There's going to be the, the stipend for the searching materials. There's going to be the clue tax. Uh, you Can know. I roll fucking insight now to just tell they're trying to grift us? Oh, no, they're clearly trying to grift us. Oh, we, wait, we have to roll for that? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's ambiguous that they're trying to grift you. All right, well, uh, I would just pass the buck off to Jacqueline. She's probably got the most money of anyone here, so. Well, she's the one who wants this investigation performed. <laughs> it's on her time. <laughs> That's not how it works. Okay, I think Jacqueline will help with this bribe. Does anybody else have anything they want to kick in? Uh, I will... I have nothing to give because I gave away my gun. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm not giving them my grenade. Oh, that would have been so good. They would love a grenade. No, I, I, I would also love a grenade, and so I'm keeping it. A grenade would go down real smooth right about now. <laughs> Can I trade them uh, an ancient uh, chai whiskey cocktail recipe? Do they take those? Is that currency? It's currency for me. I mean, I have no idea if Rastapedes can even digest that. I'm trying to get you guys to give something up meaningful for this to be. Well, I just I I have fight winnings from the fight club that I can contribute. There we go. Now that's storytelling. Yeah. See, I would give something up, but I have nothing other than my gun. And without my gun, I am nothing. <laughs> All right, Drake, do you want to give over the money you won for that fight? Sure. All right. That worked out really well. That was not like a pre-planned thing. I was trying to bully you into giving up something you actually... Love, but money works. 
Um, so you guys pay off the Rastapedes, and they're gonna uh, say, they say, oh, we gotta go check uh, this part of the moon over here, and they drive away. Uh, they're not letting you in in a way that they'd be seen on camera escorting you. Right. Uh, but yeah, you guys can now enter the Maxwell. You guys can enter the Maxwell. I think Dreg would like to stay and wait outside and make sure that there isn't any trouble. Okay. Um, before we do, um, Captain Melbeck is going to ask for a moment before we go in uh, for for Jacqueline to just like take a, take a minute away from us while we sort something. And she's just going to very simply say, <laughs> I am the captain and we had a way that we were going to do this. And... Three quarters of our team are on board, and then suddenly the whole flan flip-flops. I do not want to see this kind of flip-flopping when we are, when we have made a decision and we are going somewhere. It worked out this time, but it will not always work out. Do I make myself clear? So when the situation has gone bad, we don't try to save the situation. There was still a chance to save. There was still a chance to save this situation, and Doctor Adler chose not to get behind our plan, which could have made it work. I am simply saying. I am the captain, and while this time it worked out, it will not always work out. Do I make myself clear? Understood. I'm sorry, Captain. I just... Once it flipped, I just wanted to make sure at least something succeeded. It was an easy adjustment, an easy lie to make. Just needed reinforcement. I am not looking for explanations. I am more I am more than familiar with the urge to try and rectify things that are going wrong and wanting to make them go right. But that's not how we're doing things right now. I am the captain, and we will stay in line. Understood. Yes, ma'am. And in we go. <laughs> Alright, Jake, you're gonna stay out here, I guess, with Jacqueline. Drake's staying outside. So you guys are just kind of uh, watching the perimeter. Uh, Sasha, Dr. Adler, Captain Melbeck, enter uh, the Maxwell. Uh, why don't you guys roll investigation? I'm going to give uh, Captain Melbeck one of my bardic inspiration die, which is now a D8. All right, crit failed. I got a 20. <laughs> I got a 22. All right, so Dr. Adler botched for the second time in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's been a good day. But the team passes. So here's what happens is you guys find what you're looking for, but Dr. Adler is going to cause a complication. Uh, so you guys walk around inside the Maxwell for a while. It has a very kind of uh, Jonah and the whale vibe or, you know, Pinocchio when they go inside the whale. It's like you look up and the walls and the ceilings are biological. They have like striation of like the, the texture of the skin of an animal, which is creepy inside of what feels like a building otherwise. And it is a combination of dead animal and power station that has been built inside. So there is there is kind of a gross, like, bloodborne feel to this architecture in here. And I think uh, Dr. Adler, being a curious scientific sort uh, with your botch, you are marveling at all this stuff. You're looking at it. You're like, hmm, how does the blood flow through this artery? Uh, well, I'm also I'm also specifically interested in these things as potentially the solution to our illicit problem. Absolutely. You have a vested interest in this. So I think you get separated from the group because you're following, uh, you know, you see a bundle of nerves or something that has been uh, fossilized in here and you're following it up. You're like, oh, where's the brain on this thing? And you just turn around and they're gone. But the rest of the team, you are going to find what you're looking for, which is uh, there is a couple of um, engineers here working on some like power pylons. They have like a toolbox, they have goggles and they have a hard hat on and they're just, you know, fixing some wires and bolts and so forth. Just good blue collar work inside this dead giant alien. And you see one of them has a 
small statue in, among his personal effects. Like in his tool bag, there is a very tasteful statue this person has what, on them. What would we have to roll? Would it be like insight or something to tell if this sort of fits the artistic style of Noble's work? Uh, I, I would say it's implied. Okay. It would not make sense for you not to recognize that this is the work of a sculptor when you're looking for a sculptor here, <laughs> so. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Sasha's gonna just walk up to him and be like, Hey, bruh, that's a nice statue. So this is another Rastipede, the, the horse-shaped bug aliens, and it turns to you and says, Oh, thank you very much. I'm waiting to give it to my daughter. Uh... She's she's off the moon right now, but when she comes back, I think she'll she'll like it a lot. Um, now question, was that statue done by an artist named Noble? Oh, you know the guy? He came in here about a week ago. Uh he asked to come in and uh, sketch some stuff for some kind of project and uh he's not allowed, but I couldn't save up enough money to get my daughter a real present and he offered to make this, so it seemed like a fair trade. Are you with the the Caravellas? Am I in trouble? No, actually um kind of awkward, but uh, Noble is was found dead in a weird way. Oh dear! So we're in, yeah, we're investigating it. We're trying to just, you know, track down some leads, see if we can figure out who may be off this guy. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, and don't worry, I don't snitch. <laughs> Nobody snitches on Pell Three. That's probably what happened to him. Yeah, you know what they say about snitches. <laughs> yeah, you get you get shot out the airlock. Yeah, exactly. It rhymes in Rastipede. Oh, wow. I wish it rhymed in English. Or common. <laughs> What's England? I don't know. You, you, you couldn't, by any chance, point us at what he was sketching. Uh, he walked all around inside here, just sketching everything. Uh, he's a sculptor, so he was trying to take reference material for something uh, he was making. He's the. He said he was the conduit of creation. Hmm. Uh, j- just to add a character thought, conduit of creation, could he have created a pile of things that appears to be the, th- the, the components of him? Is that maybe not his body? Maybe he's alive. Hmm. That's, that's the thought I'm putting on the table. What, what is the architecture in here like, Austin? Wet. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay, so there's not any, like, ah, he might have been sketching these types of pipes, or, like, no, it's just, like, wet slug yeah it's oh it's a petrified slug so i was joking by saying wet but yeah yeah it's um it might be you don't yeah it's hard to say right i don't think anybody in this adventuring party is an architect but it seems like it was definitely the maxwell he was interested in so what do we what do we know about maxwell's again they're giant slugs the size of like mountains there are 13 of them dead on pell three no one's ever seen a live one no one knows where they came from um, and they have a strange property where they can, they basically break the conservation of energy. They, they contain way more energy than they should chemically. And so they're used as kind of power plants to generate the air envelopes around the cities on Pell 3. Anyone else got anything? Well, I was going to ask his name. Who? Uh, the centipede guy we're talking to whose species name I forgot. Oh, the rastipede? Yeah. Oh wow, it's a be- that's a beautiful name. Thanks, it was my grandmother's. Oh wow, that's great. Uh did you overhear Noble say anything else? Just, you know, on accident overhear him say anything suspicious or interesting? 
yeah. on accident. Well, sometimes you're just doing your work and then people talk around you and you hear it and you can't help but hear it. It happens. <laughs> um, I, I don't think he can remember anything else. You know, you learned that he's the conduit of creation. You learned that he has some kind of interest in uh, sketching a Maxwell. I feel like that's some pretty good info. Okay. Yeah, none of it is to do with the pilot. I feel like we're going to have to go Caravella hunt, uh, discussing soon. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Dr. Adler real quick. Dr. Adler, you followed you followed the anatomy of the Maxwell to where you think its brain should be located, roughly. Obviously, this thing has been lo- largely hollowed out. Uh, but if you want to make a medicine check here to do your sciences, that would be ideal. Uh, sure, I have... Eight plus seven to that. I rolled a 17. All right, that's pretty good. I'd say with a 17 as a doctor, you are 100% sure that this creature does not have the kind of cranial cavity that would hold a brain. But what if it was merged with something else that produced many brains all over its body? Well, then it would be a creature which can defy the laws of physics and create extra energy and is full of brains. <laughs> so that's exactly what we're looking for. I would say it's perfect. Okay. So we just need to find a living one of these. That's all. That's, that's all. Just the thing no one's ever seen. <gasps> if no one's ever seen one alive, that means it's a cryptid. What? You got me. You've been getting me this whole time. <laughs> So we have a sculptor who's a, a you know a conduit of creation examining the insides of this thing. I mean, I call me crazy. He might be trying to make a make make the cryptid. Make a new Maxwell. Yeah. I'd say that we could call that a scene. <laughs> clue obtained. That is indeed a clue obtained. Check that off on your quest screen, my friends. Um, outside, Drag, uh, did you uh, have any conversations with Jacqueline? I don't think you guys have ever really interacted at any significant uh, length. Nope, and there's no there's no reason to. He would stand there in stony silence. <laughs> I think that she lets it go for a while, and then she just says, <clears throat> So, Draggery, uh, <laughs> what do you think of Sasha? Ooh! She is small and mighty. Aww. <laughs> That's really succinct. I think you nailed it. So what was that um, huddle about you guys had before the team went inside? The captain was exerting her authority as a captain should. You gotta have a clear hierarchy or people get killed. You learn that in war. You learn it everywhere. <laughs> Too true. So uh, you're happy with the team? I know you had some um, acclimating to do this kind of lifestyle. You didn't have all your paperwork and stuff. Yes, they are, they mean well. They are coming together. Needs strong leader. It's not the easiest job. No. (laughs) Sometimes people resent you for it, but it's got to be done. Lovely day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everyone, you want to walk out of the Maxwell to see uh, Jacqueline and Dreg pointedly not talking anymore? (laughs) I, I like the thought that we get that as they're still talking and uh, Captain Melbit just has this little bit of like, oh, oh, I wanted to be his friend. Just just quietly inside <laughs> her. <laughs> Completely misconstruing that. But yeah, it's just like, oh, 
<laughs> they get to, oh no oh, oh. <laughs> all right so where are you guys going next well the only real lead leads we have right now i think uh we need to find out we need to work out where that pilot is mm-hmm. which we have no real leads for and we know that the sculpture was being commissioned for a certain Carvella. And that's that 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 Nama well, we now know what the Carvella was trying to create. I feel like if there's ever a time to go talk to them to go talk to the commission the person who commissioned the sculpture, it's probably now. As much as I have been trying to put this one off. To be clear, uh you've been putting off talking to Vincent Caravella, Vinny Caravella, no, the I've xenophile. Been to, I've been trying to put off speaking to the whole family because I... The, <laughs> the less I can be involved with them right now, the better, because I don't want to be like, ah, we go for a meeting with one of them, and oops, my boss shows up, and I have to deal with that situation. Like, I'm, I'm just paranoid of this whole situation. Yeah. Oops, all betrayal. Um, so to be clear, there's Vinny Caravella, the one who you agreed to work for, mm. but that's not the Caravella who commissioned this W7M statue. Yeah. You assume it's a statue, uh, the yeah. piece from Noble. So they don't live together. So you could visit one and not the other. Okay, I will stop being so paranoid. Like, I, in my head, I'm like, ooh, mm, they're the crime family. They talk. Oh, we'll, the word will get back that I was investigating them. And then all oh, my boss boss that I don't want to have as my boss won't be happy. Sasha's raring to go. Like, I would love to talk to a mob boss. Let's fucking go do it. There's nowhere else to go, so that's where we're going. Oh. To be clear, I, so if you look at your map screen that you have in this video game, there are several places to go. You can go visit Ragnar, who's at one location. You can go to Vinny Caravella's estate, which is another location. And then where Anthony Jr.'s location is a mystery. You actually haven't been there. You don't know where it is. Mm. So maybe Ragnar is the f- better place to go to get information on the other one. The the only issue, again, is the rest of the party don't know about uh, Ragnar, do they? N- not yet. And Yeah. Okay, I gotta address how that's happening. Um, I'm gonna try and do this in a way where nothing I am saying is deception, mm-hmm. and I will purely say to the uh, the party, um, I think I think going and finding the person who commissioned that sculpture is our best bet. Don't know where they are. I do have a contact who I met here when I was drinking on some downtime, who knows the area well, might be able to help us out. Yeah, this is a good lie, because you know that Vinny only employs aliens. Like, for example, Captain Melbeck, who is an alien, uh, the Zodar, the Bionoids, the Rastipedes. I don't know if you know this, Umber Hulks, uh, are, while appearing on Earth, are part of Neogi culture. So they are from that planet, wherever Neogis are from, and they were seated on Earth the same way that Illithids were. Uh, so they're aliens as well, although I'm not sure if in character any of you know that, or out of character. Um, so mm. the fact that Ragnar works for the Caravellas and is not an alien tells you that he's actually part of Anthony's group. So if you're trying to find Anthony, Ragnar is exactly who you want to talk to. Exactly. And and again, I did not have to tell any lies. I, I was very straightforward about, about my relationship. All right. Uh, so you guys going to you're going to go visit Ragnar. Uh, you know, the bar that he said to meet him in, uh, which is just called Anthony's. 
Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Would I, I, what would I roll to see if I know of Ragnar? History. History? Do you want to do that now or do you want to wait until he shows up? Well, do have have I been have she hasn't told us the name. She's just said she has a contact, so I don't have that until he's on site. Correct. We're playing on several layers of irony here. It's like a Coen Brothers yep. movie. <laughs> yep. We're burning after reading. Well, actually, we're not going to read. Honestly, we're going to be burning, and then we're going to be burning again. It's going to keep burning. <laughs> We've done this show long enough. Um. All right. So you guys walk back into Drake City, and you're going to go over to Anthony's, the bar, to talk to Ragnar. Um. Do you guys want to talk about anything on the way there? I want my mention to Drag at some point and just uh, say, so how did things with Big Star the other day go? Productive. I think the ship will be much more secure. Excellent. I'm glad you two were able to work together. He's very enthusiastic about his work. He is a personality. A very large one that is sometimes suffocating. <laughs> oh no, Chris has turned heel against Big Star, his, his creation. <laughs> <laughs> but that honestly just adds more to his charm. He is indeed quite charming. Can I do an insight on that? <laughs> I'm kind of curious if that means something more than the surface level. A lot of people are shipping Dragon and Big Star. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, is is there something to read into in that, or is that just a, a very platonic? Like, he is a great guy. I I feel like this is an Austin should answer answer sort of question rather than a role. I I can't tell you how Dreg feels about Big Star. That's that's a hundred percent up to Conrad slash Dreg. It, it, it would be strictly platonic. It's, okay. It, yeah. No need to read into anything then. Well, I'm glad you two had a good time. That You hear that, guys? That was the sound of all those shippers ignoring that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We're just writing about the AU in which things were different. Uh-huh. A strategic earmuff time. It... it- a fanfic writers, if you're writing an AU in which in which they're together, can you write an AU in which me and Drag are friends? Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna feel so bad later in this. Oh yeah, no, I'm it's 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 coming. I'm 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 trying to cushion myself. <laughs> Alright, so you guys go to Anthony's, the bar, and it is um weirdly deserted outside. Like this is the middle of town. This is a pretty this is like the strip where people like go out to and there doesn't seem to be like many cars and they're not cars like moon rovers i guess i gotta hate sci-fi sometimes um, there's nothing in like the parking lot and it the lights are on you can hear music from inside but it doesn't seem like it's, it's normal operation is happening i don't know if you want to do anything about that or if you just want to walk in like a perception check yeah perception insight something like that oh i am not perceptive four 21 I rolled a three. Yikes. Adler, are you okay? <laughs> it's been a rough day. Uh, eight. Nah, 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 nah. You guys all fail again. This is an interesting arc because without all the re-rolls, it's really coming uh, to the forefront how frequently mm. this group fails rolls. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. Huh, team? Huh? Sasha didn't. Yeah, Sasha did great. You know what? We But but the, the rolls that we fail and it counts that we failed, those are the ones that get re-rolled. That's all. We're just showing a little more restraint here. I, I will say this arc has had a lot less people nearly being killed, or perhaps these these, right, these yeah. roles might have had more consequence. You know, it's not it's not nearly so life threatening at this juncture. Speaking of not life threatening, you guys enter Anthony's. <laughs> well, because uh, you all failed, didn't know anything was wrong, and you see 
immediately that you have wandered into the middle of some sort of showdown slash Mexican standoff slash there's people in here with guns and that's why everyone ran away. And who who is in this standoff? Oh, I'm getting icons, my friend. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, first up, who was who who the Goliath from last week? Chuck? No, that was Buck. Buck. Is Buck there? No, but there's a statue in his honor. R.I.P. Buck. Oh, <laughs> no, he's dead? You don't remember this entire conversation? <laughs> I'm bringing him back. Oh, my God. All right, so there's Ragnar, and he has two elves with him. Uh, one normal, uh, normal's not the right word, uh, one traditional sort of elf, just elf, and the other an Eladrin, which is a kind of fancy elf with uh, no pupils in his eyes, no sclera. It's just, like, white. Um, so there's three elves, and they are facing down six bionoids. Hmm. Now, last week, I described the bionoids repeatedly as being... Um, common rider and that's not wrong they are both cyborgs with insect accents but actually as it was pointed out to me by listeners they are much closer to the giver which is uh. a character it's 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 the same kind of genre basically although the, the difference is the giver has two spikes on his elbows and one horn on his head instead of two uh, besides that, they're they're pretty close. There's insectoid cyborgs, but it's very clear the Spelljammer illustration is supposed to be the Giver, not Common Rider. Anyway, there are six Bionoids in here, and they have weapons drawn, and the elves have weapons drawn, and there seems to be some kind of a showdown that scared the patrons off. Like, the bartender's gone, too. So, would be be right to assume the Bionoids are probably uh, with Vinny? <laughs> Absolutely. He is the xenophilic yeah. of the Caravella brothers. And you know Ragnar works for Anthony. Ah, uh, uh, is this the pick a, pick a side and someone's going to be mad at us? Oh, yeah. You know how it is. Uh, we need that mm, juicy drama. Mm. Dreg's looking at the captain expectantly. Oh, yeah. It comes down to Melbeck. Yeah, it does. Um, mm. I mean... Uh, Ragnar knows that I'm supposed to be, uh, playing myself up as being on, on Vinny's side. That is, that is, that is the whole agreement, so... And what cruel fate that in order to maintain your cover, you're, you would have to whoop his ass. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I'm um, I'm thinking, um, I'm gonna sort of motion to position our team on the side with the Bionoids. Uh-huh. I was actually thinking about trying to persuade them to just like chill and fight each other later so we can do our investigation. I my my plan was going to be act like we're being back up for the bio, uh, bionoids and then be like look we we have some business we have some business with them. Look let it let us let us handle them. We'll we'll deal with all the dirty work. So you guys enter this bar. We're in bullet time, right? The uh, elves have wands, and I think uh, Ragnar has a gun. All the bionoids have, uh, they have, like, blades on their elbows that they can stab with, and they also have, like, wrist-mounted flamethrowers. Yikes. And there's six of them, and you guys walk in, they all see you, and there's a tense moment like, oh, is this a three-sided standoff, or are you going to join one? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that Homer Simpson gif of the bush. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, listen. Just turning around and walking out is a legitimate role playing choice. No matter what you do, there will be consequences. But I, I'm just gonna do my thing. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Sasha's gonna jump to the front and go halt. Ragnar shoots you. Damn. Well, shit. 
Uh, hold on. Yeah, I'm about. Do I roll? Can, can I? Uh, so he he's gonna pull the gun over and aim it at uh Sasha. Yeah. Uh, when he does that, I'm going to cast command mm-hmm. to have him uh holster. All right. So has to make a wisdom saving throw. Yes, wisdom saving throw to beat fifteen. Sixteen. Ah, God, that was so close. Uh, Sasha, uh, with disadvantage, uh, sixteen. Does that hit? Yeah. Uh, seven damage. He shoots you in the leg. Okay. You notice he could he could have shot you square in the forehead. He he shoots you in the leg. Yeah. Pointing the gun at Ragnar's side, making it um clear that we are not in this moment siding with them. You guys want to roll initiative? The Bionoids look to you as if to say, we outnumber them 11 to 3. Yeah, because I'm mad. I'm trying to just get the, the, the power dynamic. If there's anything that anyone wants to do while... To be fair, from an in-character angle, none of us know anyone who's in this room. Yeah. Exactly. So we're all kind of on the assumption that you knew someone who's in here. Mm. And we don't know We don't know who that is, even. At this God, point. this is so juicy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah see, like, I want to roll initiative because I really want to cast Dissonant Whispers on him. Okay, let's, let's, yeah, let's roll initiative. All right, let's roll initiative. 17. And 16 for Drake. Elves, 18. Bionoids, 11. Who's ready for this to be a really uh, bloody fight where everyone gets uh, a lot of a lot of hurt on them and I do nothing about it? <laughs> I rolled a 13. You know, you're really clinging to this. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm seeing how this plays out. I'm seeing how it plays. Okie dokie then. So you guys walk into the bar. Sasha tries to get between them. Ragnar shoots you. He doesn't know what you were going to say. He just knows you're with Melbeck and that if you blow his cover, he's going to get killed. So he absolutely does not want anyone in the bastards to speak with witnesses around. And he is willing to shoot you in the leg to prevent that. Uh, But that means it's going to be a brawl in here. All the elves. So two of the elves cast Shatter on the group of Bionoids. Austin, how long ago was the uh, trip to the... Like, how long was the trip from the uh, Maxwell to this place? Like an hour. Okay, so I had a short rest in there? Uh, yeah, I assume everyone healed up. Didn't we do that at the end of the last episode? We did. I, I asked that because then I have my Conduit of Prevention back, and if they go to cast Shatter, I'm going to Conduit of Prevention it away. Oh, okay. So you're going to count... So two of them are casting Shatter. You're going to counter one of them? Yep. All right, so they succeeded on the save, so they're going to take half. Oh, boy. Uh, So they only take 12, half because they saved, and double because they're made out of metal. So there's an explosion, and the Bionoids are kind of scattered, and then Ragnar takes a shot at them. I'm not going to roll for every NPC because there's a lot, so some of this is just kind of background fighting, but let's roll the important stuff. Uh, 15, that hits. And just to clarify, it's three elves, including Ragnar. Correct. Ragnar had two buddies. He wasn't expecting to get jumped in Anthony's, the bar of his boss. These Bionoids rolled in. Sasha, it's your turn. You're on the Bionoids team. They just got they just got scattered by Shatter, which is harder to say than I thought. All right. I'm going to cast Thunderwave on the elves. Mm-hmm. That is a constitution saving throw. Elves, not known for being hardy. Botch. 2d8 thunder damage, and also y'all are pushed 10 feet away. All right, yeah, so the sh- the Bionoids got shattered apart and the elves got thunder waved apart, so everyone's getting pushed around in this bar. Tables are going flying, chairs are going flying. 11 damage. All right, that's pretty good, and it is now Dreg's turn. I 
do still want to make that history check to see if there's anyone in this bar that Dreg would recognize. All right, make it. 14. Uh, 14, I would say there's like, when you walked in, a couple of the Bionoids maybe gave you significant looks. Like, if this was a film, they wouldn't say anything, but the camera would linger on some people exchanging glances. That's unfortunate for them. All right, with that said, Dreg, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, Dreg's going to position himself between the Bionoids and Ragnar's team opening his shield. No, that won't work. That's a bad idea. It's a very, very bad idea. All right, rather than that, Dreg's going to try to disable one of the two of Ragnar's buddies. All right. <sighs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> you keep saying that with so much meaning. <laughs> oh, boy, here I go killing again. Attack one is an eight. Attack two is a 24. 24 hits. 11 damage. All right, that's a solid punch to one of the elves, and it's now Dr. Adler's turn. All right, so I don't even have a weapon, so I couldn't, like, shoot at these guys even if I wanted to. Uh, and I want that to, like, snap cut over to Objectivist as a tank, looking at the gun. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to attempt to cast a spell again. I'm going to, this time, attempt to cast Hold Person on Ragnar. And uh, for the flavor of this, it's sort of like the biotic power stasis from Mass Effect, if you ever saw that. So try to uh, make another wisdom saving throw to beat 15. 10, he fails. Ha, finally, I succeed on a spell. So uh, for the duration of this, uh, the, uh, the target, in this case, Ragnar, is paralyzed. All right, yeah, his arms snap to his side as you grab him with your psychic power. I think he drops his gun, it clatters to the floor, and he looks at you helplessly. Uh, and then I would like to say that I'm specifically moving closer to the group of bio, uh, Bionoids. Uh, the reason being that I've made this person helpless, so if they decide to just try to gun him down, I am going to push myself in the way of those bullets. Okay. Um, and now it is the Bionoids' turn. So they are going to... I'm going to make them attack as one uh, unit here with a saving throw. Um, that's a 22, so they succeed... Uh, 23 damage divided by between, between the three elves as they uh, rush into battle and start fighting with their, their arm blades and flamethrowers. And actually, in this fracas, uh, the Bionoids set the bar on fire. They have wrist-mounted flamethrowers, and they start blasting fire at their opponents. And clearly, uh, they have no problem with this bar going up in flames as well. Uh, since this is NPC's turn, this is actually when Jacqueline's going to enter the fight. Uh, she kind of flicks both of her wrists and summons her soul-bonded weapons, which are two uh, ball and chains, like flails, morning stars. They have a lot of different names, but they are these black metal, like ancient uh, weapons that are bound to her soul, and they have some sort of magical property. So she runs forward and tries to attack one of the elves. Uh, 20 and 17, those both hit. Uh, she does 19 damage. Holy shit. Uh, so she, you know, cr cracks one of them into the side of the guy. You see her, like, some ribs break, and then she brings another one down and hits the guy in the shoulder. Something snaps in there. and But that's not all. Uh, they're, after the, the weapons hit the elf, the morning stars are hungry. <laughs> and they kind of eat, eat away at the person's clothes and skin magically as she pulls them back. And it seems like it burned them almost. And it's like there's like a layer of skin missing under the clothes that were burned away. Necrotic? Like necrotic damage, basically? Basically, yeah. 
Captain Melbex, your turn. Uh, so just as a recap, what state are both sides of this fight in? <laughs> uh, I mean, the Bionoids got hit with a Shatter, which did okay damage, but one of them was countered, so it's not as much as it could have been. And the Elves have just been getting fucking pummeled. It's th- 3 to 11. Uh, what state is, um, is Ragnar in? Uh, he's been bound by Dr. Adler, who used Hold Person. So he he's just floating in air with his arms pinned to his side. <laughs> and once again, this is he's a drow, so he is like a black-skinned elf, and he is dressed like he's in an 80s hair metal music video. He's a very flamboyant person. The situation now is I'm balancing the whole, um, trying not to give away my my knowledge of Ragnar and my desire to protect him versus uh, the Vinny whole uh, not wanting to go against Vinny Caravello thing. That's that's a whole that's a whole problem. Um, well, I mean, one possible solution is to indicate to them that you need this one alive. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Liam, Liam Moira is gonna um, motion to the Bionoids and just go. I don't know exactly what your order is, but this one I've got to take alive. Uh, I mean, they just t- turn and shoot gouts of flames into the wall of this bar. Uh, I point the gun at them and go, are you going to let me take this one alive? <laughs> or am I going to fire my gun in your direction? Roll intimidation. Uh, how intimidating is my hippo? Probably not very. Okay, no, plus, oh, okay. Um, so I've got roll d20 plus one. And can I use my inspiration dice for this one? You sure can. Uh, so, without the inspiration dice, that's 14, uh, 5, so 19 on intimidation. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, the Bionoid, uh, looks down the barrel of your shotgun and says, Keep him. We just need the information. What information do you need from him? The location of the W7M. Uh, if we are able to move freely then i want to cast a spell i want to cast a spell create water mm-hmm. to try to put out the fire before this bar gets burned down with all of us potentially in it all right so you can create water and you can immediately start doing like yeah uh aquamancy i guess you're just trying to put it all out that's a, i like this really cool visual you're in the middle of this burning bar and dr adler starts water bending um the bionoids don't like that they are here to beat the shit out of anthony's goons and get information about this project that Anthony and I commissioned. And although you're helping them, now you're defying them and trying to undo both their mission and the, the destruction they're causing. Um, I think we might have a, another fight here unless someone else wants to make a move. Fuck, <laughs> God damn, man. I mean, you, it, that's the situation. Well, the, the, the alternative is, do we, do we approach this as we're after the same thing just back the heck down. I think we can get this information another way. Drake's very upset about this turn of events with the water being put out because once the flames started flying, he was like, oh, cool. Okay, I know how to fix this now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Drake's actually going to uh, stumble. Uh-huh. Uh, make an athletics checks and stumble into Adler. Hmm. Oh, okay. Would I would I make a, a roll against it, or is it just how successful he is at being fake clumsy? If you guys want an acrobatics check, I would love this, because you have disadvantage. I mean, I have a ridiculous disadvantage to it, so sure, why not? I love it. I love when there are consequences. I might crit fail. Let's see what happens. 
Oh, well, I did. I crit failed immediately. <laughs> three botches, three botches, three botches. Wow. Uh, did you want athletics or acrobatics? Oh, it doesn't matter, my good sir. <laughs> did you hit an old witch on the way home from work today, Chris? This is just karma finally being like, get out of here. Get out of this world. You don't belong here, monster. Ah, uh, if only there's someone who... Oh, you if... failed! I, I also... <laughs> Crit fail. Oh, so if only there was someone who could help either of you in this moment. No, this is perfect. That's that's this is this is the way this goes. Okay, so they both botched. So I have to punish them both very badly. They've been naughty boys. <laughs> uh, so drag, and then you attack. Now, technically, to... I still rolled higher. Yeah, because you don't have a negative yes. one. I have a negative one. Uh, so, Drag, you succeed in what you were trying to do, which is stopping Adler from putting out the fire. However, you also botched. So what happens is you fake trip into Adler <laughs> and you knock her into like a bunch of liquor that was stacked on the bar. And you make this fire much worse. And also you're in it. Uh, both of you need to make uh, dexterity saving throws to not be lit on fire as you crash to the ground in uh, a mess of broken glass and igniting liquor. Thirteen. Botch. <laughs> what is happening? We're not meant to solve this mystery, Austin. Apparently. This is the bad ending where Fe this is where Phoenix Wright gets disbarred and that's just the end of the case. <laughs> when I decided at the beginning of this arc, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that, not going to do that, 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 that reroll. This is what I was waiting for. Well, I'm fine with this so far. <laughs> Drag, you take 11 damage as you light yourself on fire, tumbling into some liquor and into the flames that are spreading. Adler, you only take five. I think probably you land on some broken glass and it cuts you, but you're not badly injured. Uh, but you Hot. you are both knocked prone in, a, in the glass and the fire, and it's spreading. All right. Good. Sasha's going to square up to the bionoids. Um, I'm going Wait, to- Wait, you said square up? Are you going to say, do you take square up thoughts? What? <laughs> Nothing. Um, I'm gonna roll intimidation. I'm gonna like pull out my sitar and I'm gonna say, uh -huh. "Leave here now. Let us finish this, or you will suffer the consequences." And oh damn! Sasha's not uh, not playing around. I botched. <laughs> this. Oh, hello, all of these botches, huh? Everyone dies. Bar. 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 Bar falls, everyone dies. I was gonna say, did you expect that the first time the D&D &D group has ever gone inside a bar that we'd all die? <laughs> no, there is another point in Dice, Dice Funk history where people were in a bar, and it was the first player character death we ever had. Okay, so it's just it's just gonna be consistent now. We know never to go at bars in Dice Funk. Uh, Lauren, uh, he's going to hitch, he's going to shoot his flamethrower point blank into you. Uh... Uh, seven damage. So I think you probably roll out of the way before it burns your yeah. feathers off, but it does hurt. Um, at this point, Jacqueline sees that the Bionoids have turned on you, and she f turns and starts using her soul-bound ball and chains, which eat things, to crush Bionoids into paste. Yeah! Big girlfriend! Oh, this is just crumbled so elegantly. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> All right, so I think the fight continues, except uh, now everyone's fighting. Everybody's kung fu fighting, as the story goes. Uh, it is now the elves' turn. Ragnar can try to save against his uh, hold person. 
Ragnar, I think, would be freed, actually, because I lost concentration after getting lit on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to roll to maintain com- concentration. Do you want to do that? I'm, I'm going to say I fail. I got okay. lit on fire. I don't think you get... You don't save against You don't get that. to keep concentration at that point, maybe? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say that I fail. All right. So Ragnar, like, falls out of your hold, lands on the ground, uh, like, out on the knee, picks up his gun, and begins firing into the bionoids, and his fellow elves... Uh, start firing at the uh, bionoids with magic missiles. They basically uh, spells that shoot uh, bullets of force that never miss. And they start firing on their attackers. Um, it is now uh, Sasha's turn. Sasha, this is an, uh, the, the elves have stopped attacking you and they're fighting the bionoids with you. Um, He tried to light me on fire. So fuck bionoids. Uh, shatter, that is a constitution saving throw. Oh, disadvantage botch because they're metal right this is getting so out of hand fuck y'all that's only 11 damage uh so it doubles because they're metal oh yeah and they botch so actually i'm gonna say you probably get triple oh no 33 you describe what happens lauren as you see what i'm doing with the icons here did i just like murder them paint me a picture lauren god i hope so no, I just I just wanted to non-lethally wound them, but uh You're you can't non-lethally explode someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, on my character sheet it does say that Sasha can get a little carried away when she gets mad and fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh so they tried to set my wings on fire. Yeah, they sure did. Not a fan of that. So I just do like the anime like shink glare. Uh-huh. And um yeah, I just explode them and they all blow up into a lot of pieces. To be specific, you uh, center your shatter on the one who burned you. Yeah. And that explosion is so powerful, it blows him apart, and then his shrapnel shreds two of his friends who fall to the ground. They're not dead necessarily, but they are critically injured. So there are three bionoids left and three elves badly injured. What's the still living body count again? There are three bionoids who are medium damaged and three elves who are badly damaged. The elves got whooped, but they're still up. I'm going to uh, communicate via objectivist to Melbeck that if she has a friend in here that she wants to get out, now would be the time to get them out. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's not one of the bionoids because they're all going to die. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Don't you guys love investigating murders? Oh, I do. I'm... I'm so happy about how this episode is going. I'm actually having a very good time. I'm having a very good time, too. This is quite enjoyable. I'm just playing a fun, harmless game with all, all my best friends on the internet. It's, it's a good time. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm going... Well, I'm going to need to stand up. I think it's half your speed, isn't it? Yeah, it's, ha- it's half your speed to stand up. Yeah. So, but am I, am I... I must be fairly close to somebody I can hit. Yeah. Tell yeah. me what you do. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's injure one of them bionoids. <laughs> it's a twenty-five for the first attack hits, and thirteen for the second. Does not. Okay, that's fine. I'm glad you approve. And ten damage. All right, you run over and you punch one of the bionoids, and he stumbles backwards, and then he looks at you and he says, "Drag." <laughs> Doctor Adler, it's your turn. So I still, in character, have no idea what's going on. I love it. So 
I'm going to get up, and with all of my movement, I'm going over to one of the downed Bionoids, and I'm going to cast Spare the Dying to keep him from actually dying. <laughs> oh, no. I don't, like, I just see someone who's dying, so as a doctor, I'm going to try to keep them alive. This carnival of chaos. All right, it's Bionoid's turn. Everyone, except for Dr. Adler, because they don't want to hurt their friend, uh, everyone make a constitution saving throw as they turn their wrist-mounted flamethrowers on you. Seven. Fail. (laughs) Seventeen. Seven. All right. (laughs) Only Captain Melbeck saves. Everyone takes seven, except for Dr. uh, Except for Captain Melbeck, who takes three, as they just start blasting you guys with flamethrowers. Oh no, three damage. Ah, uh, cool. Well, you killed half of them. They would have been a lot more if it was six. Yeah. Melbeck. Um. Oh, actually, sorry, I didn't roll for um, big girlfriend. A crit and a twenty-one. <laughs> she big though. <laughs> I love my giant girlfriend. I'm so glad Austin's cool NPC gets to do all the cool things in life. <laughs> you you bugged me the whole show for her to help, and now she's helping, and now you're mad about it? What do you, you want? Are you kidding? You've participated in some incredibly cool shit this episode. <laughs> so her first attack is does 32 damage because she crits. She brings her Morningstar down on the head of a Bionoid. It crushes it down to his shoulders, and then the f- magical effect makes it keep going and it eats down through his body down through his chest down through his torso down through his crotch and then the bionoid is in two pieces second bionoid takes 18 damage and she takes an arm off wow captain melbeck there are two left not counting the one that dr adler saved on the ground that one's out of the fight but alive um okay i'm making uh, is the one that's on the ground that was saved is that the one that said uh that said drag's name no that one's up that one's po- that one's fighting drag i'm gonna put them over here by drag they're friends <laughs> okay so <laughs> not really but. the one that's not near drag i'm gonna take a shotgun blast at okay so that's 10 on the first shot okay and let's try my second shot because i can do two shots now with with me shotgun mm-hmm. that's a nine so you take two shots at the bionoid and he dives like behind a, a table flips it over to block your shots, and now he's like cowering down there. Okay, if if he's cowering on down there, can I try and intimidate him again and just go? You're clearly not winning this one. Stand up and face us like uh, fa- face us properly. You already rolled and won intimidation, so he's already scared of you. So he's cowering behind this table. It is now elves' turn. Uh, Ragnar shoots through the table, and the two other elves use magic missiles, which fly around at the table because they do not miss. And you hear this dude shriek in agony as he is riddled even behind his cover. Sasha, it's your turn. There's two Bionoids standing, one Dregs fighting in a fistfight, and one is dying behind a table. I want to point it out that two members of the party have absolutely zero clue what is happening in this scene right now. Mm. The problem is, is I don't know how much I can fill you in on and what's going on because I don't know what... I don't know what Ragnar's filled his people in on, so I... I'm I'm not complaining. I am marveling at this. It is wonderful. Yeah, I'm in a situation of like, oops, I don't know what I can say, and I don't know if Ragnar <laughs> know, knows what he can say. This is a beautiful mess. Yeah, Ambassador Jacqueline is just following Captain Melbeck's lead. She assumes you know what's going on. Yeah. 
I, I know more than lots of people in the room about what's going on. You sure do. Sasha, what's up with you? Um, I'm going to try and roll persuasion to get the two that are not dead to just leave. Uh, so Sasha's going to say, so the rest of y'all are dead. You guys should just like go. We'll just let you go if you just stop. I rolled an 11. You sure do. In response, the one who's cowering behind the table lobs a grenade back over his shoulder at you. <laughs> Dexterity saving throw. God damn it. 15. Yep, you save. So you're going to take half of... Oh, only nine. Bad roll. So you take four damage as you, you dive out of the way. Um, it seems like it wasn't a uh, shrapnel gra- grenade. It was like a crowd control grenade. Uh, it hurts, but you're not... Not doing great, but I'm alive. Yeah. So it is now... Dreg's turn. Oh, he said the magic word. (laughs) This is my favorite episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to get both right and left uh, in the skull. Uh Uh-oh. 20 and 12. 20 hits. Uh, I'm going to use a spell slot to deal an additional 2d8 radiant damage. Oh, my lord. Oh, Dreg's coming. Oh, Lottie coming. Oh, Lord. Uh, six, eight, and eight, or six, 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 and eight for a total of 20 damage. You tell me what happens. Uh, Dreg just grabs the uh, Bionoid's head in both hands and slams it against the wall through the wall, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of... I guess it's really a question of which has better integrity, the Bionoid's head or the wall, but one of those objects is going to have a bad day. I say both, because the bar's on fire, so it's not (laughs) having a great day. And then this man, who is about half of his body is left by the time he hits the ground outside in the parking lot. (laughs) Dr. Adler, there's only two Bionoids left alive. One is at your feet. You saved his life, but he's not getting up, and the other one is bleeding out uh, behind a table. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going over to the one who's bleeding out, and I'm going to cast Spare the Dying on them so that they don't die. Uh, He tries to stab you with his elbow blades. Uh, I'm going to uh, use Reaction to Oppose Disadvantage on that attack roll. Uh, Yeah, as a paladin, you're going to try to throw yourselves in the way? Yeah. Disadvantage, 17. That hits. All right, so you come around the edge of the table. You're like, I'm here to help. Ah, and he just stabs you. All right. Uh, you take seven damage. That's fine. I want it to be noted that I take that damage, and then I start working on stabilizing this guy. Um, If I'm able to, to shout something out of turn, um, Captain Melbeck is going to shout over an order. Doctor... Every time you heal them, they are going to keep killing you. I am ordering you <laughs> not to keep putting yourself in harm's way. We need you alive and safe for us right now. I am injured. Exactly. <laughs> you should be healing our party. You should not be healing the people who are trying to stab you. Uh, Olivia will respond back. That is an order I cannot and will not ever follow. <sighs> I really like this visual that like, okay, so he sw- swung his blade as you came around the edge of the table. He like sticks you like maybe in the, t- in the stomach with it. And he, you're like reaching out with your hands glowing with healing magic. And you like lock eyes with this dude. And then you just start like pushing yourself down the blade to get close enough to heal him. It's also worth noting, I'm not 
healing them. I'm stabilizing them so that they won't bleed out and die. Yeah, he can't tell what your hands are glowing. He doesn't know what that means necessarily. Yeah. Um, but I'm also noting that the other guy hasn't popped up like I just cast a, like a cure light wounds or whatever on him. Yeah, that's going to make this really easy later. Thank you. Uh, so I think the fight ends at this point. The bar is on fire. It's going to burn down and land. I mean, you all are going to be buried in burning rubble soon. But there are two bionoids left alive. The three elves are left alive. And everyone's done fighting. Okay. This is this is over. The bionoid, who's like uh, half conscious on the ground, is not moving. And the other one is has Adler kind of impaled, but realizes he's being stabilized and like pulls it out tentatively. This place is coming down. We should leave. Uh... Peace. Sasha's <laughs> grabbing Jacqueline's hand. We're getting the fuck out. Oh my god. I love this because I know 100% what's going to happen, <laughs> but I have to I don't know in character what's happening. So Olivia's gonna say I'll help get this guy out. Dreg, can you pick up the other guy? Yeah. <laughs> I know 100% what's about to happen here, but out of character, Olivia doesn't know this and she can't carry both. <laughs> Uh, Dreg uh, goes over and uh, reaches down, and uh, I'm going to do a, um... What's a neck snap check? That's a character decision. If he wants to say... Well, I mean... If it, he wants to break this man's neck, he just says that. Yeah, but it's... No, the the thing is... Is, uh, is it sleight of hand? Yeah, oh, that's what I was picturing. Fuck. This is so juicy. <laughs> Well, let's see if he succeeds the roll, because I don't yeah. feel super confident. Uh, 11. All right, uh, Adler, perception to see if you see it. All right. Fuck. I'm so tingly. <gasps> Six. No. Oh. All right. Conrad, what do you do? Uh, so Drake uh, kneels down to uh, pick up the guy, but snaps his neck. And, and, and making like he's looking for a pulse. Yeah. As this one's dead already. A flaming beam from the ceiling crashes down. So get out. Let's all get out. I'm already gone. Bye. I'm I'm helping the, the one who impaled me out. All right. So Dr. Adler drags the last living bionoid out of Anthony's bar. The elves kind of help themselves out. And everyone reconvenes in the parking lot as the building collapses into ashes. Right, bastards, you there. Elves, you there. Ragnar, I need to talk to you right the fuck now, over here, away from everyone else. <laughs> Adler, uh, Ragnar turns to his friends and, you know, whispers something and then follows you to the edge of the parking lot. And he says, we are both undercover. Play it cool. Indeed we are. How much <laughs> does anyone know of what the fuck is going on? Nothing. We were meeting here for uh, normal crime business and they showed up. They are... They were extremely pissed about some sculpture thing that apparently Vinny stopped Anthony from getting. I am still piecing it together. It, 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 we are in full civil war. Indeed, I can see that that's going on. And that puts me in a rather difficult position, as I'm sure you can imagine. As my serious one question, um, mm, I, I should be publicly siding against you, I suppose. Yes, I thought maybe we would fight and you would non-lethally take us down and then leave with the bionoids and they would tell you. That that was my intention, but the problem was, you know, I had no idea what the fuck was happening in there. <clears throat> yes, extend my apologies to your Ericocra friend. I did not mean for her to get hurt, I had to put on a show. Right, right. Uh, 
here we come. Back, back, back to the group. Okay, this was a bloody fucking mess. Um, Did Drake come out? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I do want to ask, Drake, where's the other one? Where's the other Bionoid? He was already dead. His wounds were too great. That's impossible. I stabilized him. I know he was alive. There was fire all around. He may have continued to be injured. I'm sorry. I'm not doing this for any particular reason. I'm using this for my own sake because I, I like rolling to determine some things. So mm -hmm. I rolled a seven as uh, my insight. So Olivia is going to give you kind of like a look for a moment. Mm -hmm. But she can't quite place anything. And she's going to go back to tending to the other Bionoid. All right. Yeah, the other Bionoid who has was shot both by bullets and magic missiles. Uh, you know, he's, his chest is riddled with wounds and you've stabilized him so he's not dying, but he's in an extremely bad way. Says, what happened? Everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, say, uh, what, what, what's your name there? Pearl. Pearl, everything's going to be okay. All right. Well, uh, is... Uh, is there any place around here where you generally receive medical attention? Any any family? Anything like that? Caravella Clinic. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you could take him to get medical help that you're going to have to face a lot more gangsters who want you dead. Okay, before we make this decision, um the captain is just gonna is is gonna go to to Ragnar quite quite publicly. Mm -hmm. Look, I have no idea what on earth we walked into here, but right now we need to find the Caravello that commissioned that statue. You need to tell us what's going on here. You need to tell us everything you can because a lot of people are dying, and we are not getting added to that list. Ragnar says, "Yes, you cannot go back." To Vincent, if you leave a survivor, that <laughs> he just like gestures to the bionoid dying on the ground by Doctor Adler and says, uh, "Unless you finish what you started, you're going to have to come back with us." Yeah, a bar burned down in the middle of the town. Like more bionoids are going to show up, so you have two options right now. He's saying either you walk over and you shoot that dude in the head and say the elves did it, and you stay on, stay on Vinny's team, or you let that guy live and. Now Vinny's gonna want y'all's asses. Well, here's the thing. I'm already against Vinny, he just doesn't know? That is a better position to be in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like, you have, I've given you a lot of loyalty options. You can be for Vinny, you can be for Anthony, you can be for the intergalactic police and fuck both of them. You can be for yourself. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Sashavos go with Anthony, because that's where the clues are. Yeah. Uh, Dreg is 100% on the side of taking, of getting rid of this bionoid, and... Yeah, the, 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 because mm. the only problem I have right now is I don't know how I deal with the situation of the, uh, the, the Dr. Adler fallout if I shoot this bionoid. That is a problem. I, I'm and... gonna, I'm gonna state this very clearly and openly. Yeah, yeah. Olivia is intending to take the bionoid to the Caravella Clinic. Yeah, I'm aware of this, which is why I am... And... I'm going to preemptively do this. I'm casting Warding Bond on Hurl. Pearl. So like, 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 like Pearl. Oh, I thought it was Hurl. Sorry. No, Pearl. Pearl. I'm casting Warding Bond on Pearl. So if you attempt to kill Pearl, you're going to have to do essentially the same to Olivia. 
Fuck, that's so good. I love you guys. <laughs> so you're all having this fucking conversation like, okay, so we can do this, this, or this. And Dr. Adler's just like, all right, you want to kill this dude? You got to go through me. Fuck. Um, okay, the captain is just going to say, we grab the bionoid, all of us are going. We need to have a bloody long conversation, but we are not having it here. We take that bionoid, all of us are getting somewhere out the way so I can deal with how the fuck to deal with this situation. All right, yeah, I mean, Dr. Adler can perform surgery on this bionoid and save his life if she gets back to her equipment on the Snallygaster. Yeah, I mean... Back to the Snallygaster, I suppose it is. Uh, Ragnar says, we are going to need to leave. Yeah, Anthony Jr. is currently on Pell 1. Uh, mm. Well, let's go to Pell 1. This bionoid is probably going to have a tracking device on it. Don't give Austin ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I would find that there ain't surgery, right? <laughs> All right, let's, let's roll those dice. Um, okay, so first thing, um, Dr. Adler, roll medicine to save this, this bionoid's life. 22. Damn. Absolutely. Damn you save this you save Pearl's life 100%. Uh Pearl, I want to say it uses female pronouns, she her. Um although, you know, from the outside they don't have clear sexual dimorphism. That's the choice this bionoid's making. Uh bionoid reproduction is weird. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> there is a section in the Spelljammer book. It's beyond our needs at this point. Um but before that happens, so you guys are uh Dr. Adler, you're probably carrying. Actually, you know, Jacqueline is is Jacked Lynn as the audience loves to say. So she's going to carry uh Pearl for you. Are you sure you um, don't want to let Drake carry her? Oh, Jacqueline is 100% sure. <laughs> I'm actually going to insist that I like if if Jacqueline's involved that it's like a two-person job and I'm helping because I'm I'm very Sure. I'm in an odd state of mind right now where I don't know if there's something suspicious about Dreg or if Olivia thinks her own inattendenceness caused that death in there. Sure. Uh, yeah, Jacqueline's not a medic, so she actually would probably be more comfortable if she's bearing the weight and you're like checking on the dude's vitals or on her vitals. Uh, so you guys all run back to the ship port. Uh, Ragnar and his elves get on a different ship than the Snallygaster and they say, follow me. I will take you to Anthony and uh, we can get all this sorted out. Um, and he gives you, Captain Melbeck, a very particular look as if to say, do not blow our covers. Anthony will kill us. Yeah. And then he gets on his ship. <laughs> um, so you guys fly off Pell 3. And this is, I mean, a lot happened. A lot of people died. There was a lot of mayhem. But you actually succeeded in the, that step of your investigation, which is Anthony knows why he commissioned the W7M. So you can just ask him when you get there. Yeah. Uh, but me meanwhile, Jacqueline, you know, runs the body over to... Dr. Adler's equipment and Dr. Adler goes into surgery. You do not find a tracking device. <laughs> okay. That you know of. No, I'm kidding. You're, you're all to 22. I was going to say, fine. I mean, I can also <laughs> use my like motion detector to sense if there's like any abnormalities. Yeah. But I think that the, the crew needs to have a conversation. Everyone's covered in blood and smoke and everyone's shaking. Yeah. Uh, fucking Sasha had a, a bunch of feathers burned off and she got shot in the leg. So the captain's gonna gonna pull the crew together. This is long overdue. And I need all of you to stay quiet until I am done. Not one of you is to say a word, not one interruption. Just let me get this done. I'm going to be honest. I am not good at being a captain by myself. I need a crew who has their own ideas and puts their input forward but is not afraid to stand up to me when I'm making a bad decision. I need a crew that is not afraid to ask me when they need help. 
that whole fight we had in that bar, you were all getting in so much danger and you were afraid you didn't ask me to help you. And I was afraid to use my help because I don't know when I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to redo things. I don't know because I become useless when I do. I, I get to a point where I can't walk. I don't know how to deal with all of this. I need us to simultaneously be a family and a crew with a hierarchy. And right now we are flip-flopping between both. And you know what? Let's just be let's just be open. I make I've made some terrible decisions. Uh I made friends with Ragnar, accidentally got myself embroiled with uh, Vincent Caravello, then got myself embroiled in other situations. Now I'm stuck sort of working for Ragnar against Vincent Caravello, which is a whole situation. Vincent Caravello thinks I'm working for me and just, I'm well aware. I'm well aware I've fucked up. I make terrible decisions. I, I need a crew that will simultaneously tell me when I've fucked up, but also listen when I tell them to do something and get behind a single vision. And I know this sounds contradictory, but I just... This crew is not going to work the way it is right now. Drag's just laughing. Just laughing. Just like you could see it. It starts, it starts very slowly at the corners of his mouth. And just it just grows... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get the fuck off this ship? Because we have one option to do so now. You made enemy of Caravellas. <laughs> With all due respect, Captain, I get it. If you don't want to tell Drag or Olivia stuff, you know, they're newer. And no offense, y'all, but your motives are unclear. But it's pretty fucked up that you didn't at least let me in on what was going on. I've been with you the longest. If I had known what was going on before we walked in there, maybe I wouldn't have got shot. So I don't think keeping secrets is going to help. It's not going to help. I'm supposed to be in charge. And I don't know how. And I don't know how to keep this crew together, and that terrifies me. And I made a mistake by not telling you, but this is the situation we're in now. I am trying to hold things together, and I just don't know how. Making enemy of Vinnie Caravella, best decision I've ever heard. If I may, Captain, I don't think there's come a point where I have vehemently disagreed with your decisions up till today and that is only because it has gone against the one tenet of which i've based my entire life around there are times in which i think some of the decisions we make can perhaps be better made but even if you make mistakes i will be there to support you in trying to fix them the same the same way as i would assume Everyone else in this crew is here to help each other get out of uh, situations like that. <laughs> you are fine, Captain. You have shown this. You have done well. Why so upset? I think Big Star is here, too, and he says, I've served under a lot of captains, and I have to say, I've never seen one who combines the, <laughs> the qualities of leadership and the qualities of friendship so harmoniously. It's been a pleasure and an honor to serve with you, Captain. And then Courage is here too, and he says, 
Captain. Fun. Heroes. You're a good captain. Just no more secrets, please. <laughs> and then Objectiva says, I could do with a little bit more brain eating, but that's my only complaint. <laughs> Otherwise, spectacular job. Oh, that Objectivus. Look, I... I'm going to talk about something that I tried to talk to Drake about before. And I... We will see how this goes. I make a lot of bad decisions. When you have the ability to... Change how things play out... It's easy to second-guess every choice you make and every time you have any control over anything. And sometimes I just make choices to see what will happen. To see what will happen when I don't change outcomes. And that's not a wise thing for me to do, I'm aware. It's how I got wrapped up in this whole Vincent Caravello mess. Is I knew it was a bad idea to go along with my whole situation with Ragnar... But I just wanted to know what would happen if I'd made a choice and didn't undo it and didn't change how it played out. I make bad decisions and I get terrified that this whole situation's going to fall apart and I know it's not good. Captain, if I if I may just say something real quick. In the last few brief months, the size of this crew has doubled and i don't think that this crew is falling apart if anything i think its strength is exponentially increasing with every mission that we succeed on and as the leader of this crew you could do nothing but take acknowledgement that those successes are in a very large part due to your leadership if you want this crew to be a family you have to accept that sometimes families fight. I have not spoken to my brother for over a decade. <laughs> Same. Th thank you, everyone. And I'm particularly sorry to you, Sasha. It's, it's we're cool, fam. It's fine. <laughs> Jacqueline leans over and says, your leg. <laughs> oh, yes. Hello, please, somebody, my leg. <laughs> oh, I'll heal your leg. Right. Everything is out on the table now. I'm going to have a drink. Let's get this mission going. Please pull the bullet out of my leg. <laughs> uh, well, there's one last thing. If I can add something before the end of this. Yes. So the entire... Fuck you. <laughs> no. Uh, so the entire two kind of like breaks off and sort of like separates at that point. Olivia is going to pass by Big Star, mm -hmm. and uh, she's going to whisper to him, after this mission's done, I think it's time to leave. <laughs> every week, every week, Chris.
At the rate we're going, though, someday the credits are going to be have to be their own show. We have to have a spinoff show. Yeah, we're going to have to bring somebody else in. It's going to be a whole production. I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? A smarter person would be able to leverage this into some kind of intelligent way besides just being buried under the list, but... Good luck. Thanks. November 2018. Credits. Oh, God, it's already November? Well, what are you thankful for? Turkeys? Almost started crying again. Hold on. <laughs> They're not that cute. They are pretty cute. Uh-huh. But also delicious. That's true. Um, I love turkey gravy on mashed potatoes. That's the shit. And I'm thankful for music, which we have credits for. We have uh, <laughs> the songs that we use this month include Your Reality Future Bass Remix from Doki Doki Literature Club by The Musical Ghost, Morning Thinker, an arrangement of Thinker from Armored Core 4 by Overclocked Remix, and The Sound of the Galaxy, an arrangement of Freedom's Progress from Mass Effect by Overclocked wow. Remix. You got you really jumped the gun on that one. You said wow before I was even finished. I know, because I didn't know there was more. There was so much. You're so excited. All right, executive producers for November. There's quite a list. Also, Patreon changed a bunch of things, so I think it's an alphabetical this month instead of whatever oh. system was before. And also a bunch of uh people were declined. So if you're not in the list, I apologize. It is Patreon's fault and not mine. Please be mad at them. I'm doing my best. Yeah, don't make Austin cry. He's a very gentle boy. I'm so fragile. I'm going to read the list of names that they sent me, though. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. I'll help. Thanks. Uh, first up, we have a rad skeleton with a skateboard, Kiefer Lowe. Wow, I'm jealous. Uh, we have a turkey joke. Going to be that kind of month, huh, folks? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to fucking get us this month. Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Fallu, conduit of mediocrity itself. Andrew Grothin. Andy Harkins. Anime Jesus. <laughs> Anna. Anna Michael. Wait, does somebody... I want to know if Anna is actually named Anna or if they... If it's my cat. Oh, your cat supports supports you on Patreon? Well, at least she's supportive of something. I'm, I'm sorry for all the times I called you a nasty little gremlin, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, patron of Dora. Hey, thanks, Anthony. Oh, God, her army grows. Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Bozog. <laughs> no, sorry, I have to do it. Are you there, God? Oh, that's the good shit. Sorry about the audio. <laughs> Arjun DeKonig. Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Ashley? No, just Ashley. August Rue. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Austin Porflees. <laughs> Parentheses, donate to my Patreon. <laughs> what does that mean, Porflees? Because it sounds kind of like your ski. Oh, my God. They're getting you so hard this month. I've been destroyed entirely. I like this. The next one is just a message. Austin. It's all caps. Austin, tell Laura to tell Jim I said hi. <laughs> I'm not a messenger. <laughs> oh, no. More dunkage. Austin Yorsky, conduit of pretentious storytelling itself. See, pretentious is one of those things I say about myself in a nice way, but when someone else says it, it sounds like an insult, so I don't know which one. Also, now that it's an alphabetical, I can see how many start with my name. <laughs> <laughs> Which is brutal. Normally they're peppered throughout, but we just get six Austins in a row here. They love to dunk on you. They really do. Austin Yorsky died to pinwheel twice. How would you know? If you're going to dunk on me for my Soulsborne gameplay, I could not beat the Bloodstarved Beast without help. How about those real dunks? I've, I, no one's ever died to pinwheel. It's nonsense. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a Dark Souls boss. Oh. Brady, conduit of failed murder. 
<laughs> keep trying, Brady. Brendan Williams. Wait, no, don't keep trying, Brady. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Brady. Please stop. Legally, I'm not allowed to encourage you. Brendan Williams. Brent, every single McElroy. Goalie dash McElroy Esquire. <laughs> really? I've never seen anybody spell Esquire that way, Brent. <laughs> but honestly. I love it. You kind of killed it. Uh, Brit- Brittany and Jermaine Walls, dual conduits of senseless bickering. That's Y'all need to work on that. Yeah, it's either sweet or I'm pulling for you. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, conduit of Batman. Well, you just blew... <laughs> Just completely destroyed his secret identity on air. Oh, no. Oh, no. This next one's pretty good. I mean, I am excited about reading the name Buster Buster Muffin Half. I, <laughs> I wanted to go back to Bruce Wayne Conduit of Batman because if the conduits existed in the DC or Marvel Universe, would everyone's completely be busted? Like, you wouldn't be able to just be the Flash in your civilian identity. You would be the Conduit of Speed and everyone would know. Uh-oh. I feel like no it No more completely- superheroes. Sorry. Yeah, we completely destroyed the fiction. Anyway, Buster Muffin Half. Yeah, that did that felt good. I'm glad I got to say it twice. Please don't bust it. Or do. Cameron Abbas. Carter Rayner. This is going to take six weeks at this rate. Christopher Charlow. Cody Jackson. Corum. It is a truth university acknowledged that a single man in pose, but it's a null fit. Sorry, Corum. Counterfeit. Daria Morgan. Dawn. Donning Frost. Dennis Bankston. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, conduit of evolution. Still holding out for that dragon type, Evie. Oh, shit. This next one is me. Uh, Dorian, <laughs> conduit of self-destruction. Grayson. There's an entire subgenre of people who are trying to get Lauren to say same, and it's honestly the best thing about doing this every week. Douglas Williamson. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. I wonder if you guys go to the same school. Just... Huh. Yeah. Dragon <laughs> in the server room. Drowned Summer, conduit of Ronaldo Dances. Dylan. Everyone in the chamber of secretion. Do not secrete in the chamber. <laughs> I mean, there are certain chambers in which you are. No. <laughs> it is okay for you to secrete. I just Please. want to be clear. Okay. Einar Johansson. Ecorin. Elderly Goose. Eleanor Nonante sees Periton. Aline. Emma loves Moose. I also love Moose. Oh, fuck yeah. They're so big. Oh my god, they're mighty. Indigo Vandane. Erwin Lala Gadek. Leila Gadek. Leila Gadek. I don't know. Eventual Eden. <laughs> Extellaris. Five purple conduits. Florian H. Fubar. Conduit of not only Fu, but also Bar. Francois V. For the fifth. That's what I always say. It could be Francois V. You don't know. Uh, Gorfanax Jr., Conduit of Hunger, and CEO Gorfanax Brain Meats. I do think we should vote him off the board, though. Grimlock. Happy birthday on November 13th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jorgen. Indie Monster. Conduit of name B. I know it's butchering. I know it's name butchering. Lauren does not have Excel, so I have to export the list that Patreon sends me into a PDF, and it ruins some of the marks that aren't in standard English, so some of the names don't look right for her. Oh, I have an excuse. What's yours? Oh, I have a bad mouth. Oh, okay. Uh, Next name, Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. Hedron Master. Highway to Mel. Fuck, that's very good. Hustle Bones. I am Tosk. I am Tosk. Aw. It's a Star Trek thing. Anyway. Oh, I would not know. It's okay. I read a Zondra light novel and transformed into a patron. Ian Morgan. Any relation? No. I know this is Emmanuel Pinachos. I thought it said Emmanuel Pistachios, and I almost lost it. (laughs) 
It also could be Pinocchio's. It's Pinocchio's. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I said that so snooty, like, obviously. <laughs> Ingemar Grimon. Isaac Arevalo. Jack Cluck. Jade the Mind Sculptor. Oh, Jade's back to normal. Hey, Jade. Not banned in modern anymore. Not pretending to be a McElroy anymore. Caught you. James Neely. Janiac, conduit of five gallons of lube and a kilo of glitter in a paddling pool. Oh no, that sounds like a mess. Is it? Is it Janiac, Laura's fiance? What are y'all getting up to over there in England? They just have more fun than us. Everybody has more fun than me. Damn. Jasper, conduit of November fluffiness. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Uh, Jay Poirier. Jeff Clark. Jesse, conduit of existential dread. Also a big mood. Joaquin Groening. John Beresford. John Kerry. Not that one. I add that. What'd you add? <laughs> not that one. I say that every every month. John Kerry, not that one. Oh, because yeah. John Kerry? I bet they're really tired of me saying that every month. Probably. It's like, that's just my name, Austin. Stop it. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. John Potts. John Barnett. Joseph Tombrello. Josh Mosier. J.P. Green. Oh, I thought that was J- JRPG Ean. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Juman Jack O' Lantern. Still oh, rocking the Halloween. Spooky. I respect it. Julian Phillips. Junk 2.0. Just a jester. Justin Berthasel, conduit of ooh, ooh itself. Also a big mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caster UK. Kate, conduit of instant regret. The biggest mood. Uh, Kaylee Scherer. Keller Automat. Kevin Dobbins. Killer Cotton now. Kitty Foe. Christina, conduit of every animal on Hypatia themselves. They are absolute units. You have to give it Christina, to them. Christina, come to my house if you're all those animals. <laughs> but if you're not all those animals, then you lied to me and don't come to my house. We don't have any place for liars in this house. <laughs> the cats lie a lot, so I guess I do. Damn. Criterion, conduit of bad puns. Lana Seawolf, lady of bones. She's a paleontologist, so it's not... <laughs> I know that sounds Wait, is very she really? Really? Huh? Is she really a paleontologist? Yeah, you need to spend more time in our Discord. Um, I spend a lot of time crying in bed. I don't have time oh. for other things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the schedule's packed, I'm sorry. Uh, Lady the Young, conduit of not mad, just disappointed. Lily Cage, conduit of stay tuned. The rudest conduit. <laughs> Lindsay Pankhurst. Logion, conduit of fatigue. Now that's my big mood. I, we can both claim that mood. It's okay. Sharing is caring. Lauren Cates. Luke Powers. MJ. Markov needs pangolins. Agree. Sure fucking does. Yeah. The Cult of Gorfinax. Matthew B. Hare. Conduit of cranberry sauce. That, that's that November shit. Give me that turkey day bullshit. Matthew Schultz. Matthew Weber, but also I am Tosk. Hell yeah. I still don't. <laughs> All my Tosk bros out here. I still don't get it. There's a character in Star Trek who the only thing he says is I am Tosk. He was the original Hodor, if you think about it. Oh, no. Yeah. Math- Matthias Lackett. Maz Jin. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tish. Mary Flowers. That's right. Fuck Thanksgiving. Now, do we want to bring that kind of ne- negativity in here, Mary Flowers? You know what you did, Mary Flowers. Well, I don't know. Maybe famous. Sometimes I also feel like fuck Thanksgiving when I'm there and I have to look all the people in the eyes. Oh, and I have to like talk to like all the people and they're like, what are you doing with your life this year, Lauren? And I'm like, all I did was cry a lot. Yeah, that's basically I'm like, oh, I love this turkey. I love this mashed potatoes. But if you say another thing about what you saw on the news, I'm going to stab you with a fork. All right. I get it, Mary Flowers. You're off the hook. 
Michael Groman, Michael Hall, Michelle Minkler, Miko from Finland, Morgan Rapp, Nicholas Dominic, Nina Pearson, Noah Sudret, Notorious Stoltz, Conduit of Notorious Stoltz itself, fair enough. Paul Mullen. Possum Kingdom Refugee. I still want to go to the Possum Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, Conduit of Large Ambitions Before Follow Through. I can't believe you all are calling me out like this this month. Are these all you? No, but they fucking got me. Okay. Quench the Void. Rain, Conduit of Wetness Herself. I feel as though the algorithm has put the Quench the Void and Wetness Herself next to each other. I feel like they could sort a situation out between them. <laughs> oh, no. It's Quenchy. Who's turn? Oh, it's my turn. Random Web Person. Rasvita. Razumi Yazura. Rainer, the Conduit of Slightly Less Stoned. I fucking got you, Rainer. I'm never less stoned. <laughs> Sleep with one eye open, bitch. I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, Richard G. Coles. Robert Dakin. Oh, this one's really good. God damn it. Rulon, conduit of that time Austin said flute too to close to the sun. <laughs> if anybody can provide a timestamp, I would like to hear myself say flute too close to the sun. <laughs> flute too <toot. laughs> That's that'd be a good back tattoo. Flute toot close to the sun. In Latin oh over a picture of the sun. S. Kearney conduit of coffee. That's also Austin. I'm trying to lay off. Salad child. Sam Zdenowitz. Scott Goings. Oh, you got us, Scott. <laughs> Scott McLeod. Scott, who stole my name for a joke, coming. <laughs> oh my god, they're dueling. There's a, it's, I love our fans. There's a fencing match going on in the credits. Uh, Scotty Vilhard. Sean Lyonsberg. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Sevarden Akrasimova. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of ethical hedonism itself. AKA season five. Sir underscore octopus. I don't know if you want me to say underscore. It's the only one that has an underscore in it. So I'd... I just imagine a, an octopus with like a monocle and a top hat, and that's pretty good. Yeah, Kane, Doctorate. I like him. Snowfall Frost did nothing wrong. I don't know. Sprankton, a noun, a disease you get from chewing too much. <laughs> <laughs> I love the comment. Please leave, ter- turn all of this into just fun trivia facts. Seriously, Sydney Marzing. Syretha, conduit of puns. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. Didn't we have two conduit of puns? Did we? There's so many names I forgot already. Where were we? The Hadcells. I read it for you, bitch. Which one am I? The hottest, gayest, purest, goodest gen. I guess I took that from you, too. Mm-hmm. I tricked you. Now you have to read the rest of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Was that too long for you to say? No, I just would like telling you now. Oh, okay. Okay, it was just a power thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The paladin's wife. Did I just get bombed my own credits? The fuck? <laughs> oh, no! Tim Lutton. Tired cucumber, all cucumber same. Toby Gleason stack. Tom Turkey's tuber tunnel. <laughs> Come on down to Tom Turkey's tuber tunnel. We have all the tubers you need for your Thanksgiving needs. I'm so glad you, you understood what I was doing there. Toshiro Kuru, editor of Attack on Dice. Transient passerby. Shayness. Vega Arnston. Victoria Melito. Vinny, conduit of gay pop music. Yeah. Now they're just pandering to you. This Okay, so Austin gets dunks and you get like, oh, we love your work so much. You're Vinny and you're so gay and cute. We love you. Also, Austin said a thing one time and said flute toot to the sun. <laughs> flute toot. 
Uh, whose turn is it? I don't know. I went off on a thing there. Vizzy Uncles, keep up the great work, y'all. See? Thanks, Vizzy. Ziphosaurus. Yeah. Yoko Taro is Yoko Taro, the conduit of Yoko Taro. Okay, Yoko, if you're listening, where's Drakengard 4, bitch? <laughs> and finally, Z23619. And that's all of them. Actually, another one came in as we were recording. Uh, Andrew Fedye. I'm sorry. I just It's it's the J, it's just not for Americans. We don't know what to do with it. I see the J in there, and my brain says, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a lot this this month. Wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'd rather it be a lot than too little. That means you do enjoy our work. And oh my god, I looked at their corn and gets 21 minutes. That cannot stand. Like, that cannot be. Fuck, I'm we running. have to leave. <laughs> so late for work. We have to go. I mean, you should definitely follow Laura at Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Kotaku.co.uk. Chris, Patreon.com slash Weekly Mug Recap. Conrad. Conrad. Is at Conrad Zimmerman on Twitter. Of Horse, the podcast. Austin. Me, patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. You know what it is. You know where we are. .bandcamp.sketch.bandcamp.sketch.bandcamp.com slash sketch. Yeah. Um, also, big thanks to everybody in the Discord, all the great artists. Thanks to me. You're welcome. You didn't name me, bitch. You're here and you're queer and you can't be stopped. What else do you want? <laughs> I just want you to acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the show is it's nothing but acknowledging that fair thanks to all the moderators in the discord thanks to everybody who sends me constructive criticism i know the combat could be harder but they start crying i'm sorry if i make it harder they cry i don't know what you want me to do i feel like we don't cry <laughs> you cried before. okay you literally <laughs> i never cried i don't know what you're talking about i didn't cry at the beginning of this recording you started you started crying in the middle of this recording i had to edit it out did I really? Yes. I cry so much that I forget when I cry. <laughs>